Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 7 of Thirst for Knowledge Podcast. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, our guest, Anthony Caruso, where we talk about the process of cooking up some maple syrup. Mm-mm, baby. Yeah, guys, so uh, stick around uh, for the end of the show. You'll hear me play a little ditty, and then we'll get into some fun facts about uh, maple science and sugars and things. Enjoy. 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 start the show fuck yeah man today okay i'm drinking your raspberry stout oh you are yeah it's delicious man oh cool. I like it a lot i'm drinking in the official tfk glass nice. Ooh, looks nice fancy fancy um available for purchase for 93 dollars. the stickers yeah not yeah. the glass yeah. or the beer because we don't sell alcohol no that's not legal no and uh what we got i'm gonna say 12 glasses left I'm going to keep count. <laughs> okay. So this is three that we've oh, taken we got right three? now. So should, no, 12 minus three. Should we do 12 minus three or should we go 15 glasses and there's 12 left now? Oh, mm. I don't know. All right. Whatever. It's right. stupid. So, what's going on today? What what's we going got? on today? Well, the sun is shining um, in Southern New Hampshire and uh, we have Anthony Caruso on the podcast who is um, an amateur maple Syrupist? Maple syrupist. <laughs> All right. You're yes. You're full-on rapist? Full philanthropist? <laughs> Who's told us that he's made the best maple syrup today that he's ever made, and he gave us a bottle. Yeah, we can't wait to try it. Yeah. What size bottle is that? Eight ounce. Eight ounce. Okay, cool. Looks pretty big. I know. When it's like... Maybe because it's thin. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, it's cool. So you make maple syrup. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, we, uh, it's not just me, it's a bunch of guys, and uh, we're up in Mont Vernon, and um, I tap trees in Warner, and uh, that's where I live, <laughs> and then nice. uh, they tap trees in Amherst, uh, which is where I'm from, um, and yeah, we boil it in Mont Vernon, and uh, it's just group effort, but today was the best batch I think we've ever made. Nice. I cannot wait to try it. We may have to make pancakes tomorrow morning. There to, you go. Uh, yeah. So is this all like, how do you, what's the season in like, there is a season, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so maple sap goes into the trees it's, it's kind of a vacuum sort of thing. I should say that the, the exact science is not actually known by man. It's oh, mystery. Really? Not, wow. a, not a hundred percent. Interesting. Um, if you, if you do some research on it, uh, no one will have like an exact science kind of thing no one will be able to to cross all the boxes but basically what happens is that there's a pressure difference inside the tree from outside and that will push sap and that has to to do with temperatures right right so um when the temperature of the tree is below freezing it'll create uh you know one pressure and when it's above freezing it'll create a positive pressure and it'll that'll make the sap flow through the tree mm. and then um, essentially what that is so what we want is to have it freezing at night okay. and then above freezing during the day 
and enough above freezing. Like if it's 33, you're probably not going to get much. But yeah. if you're in the 40s, you have time for everything to thaw out, start flowing. And uh, one fun fact mm. that everybody thinks is that everything's coming up from the roots, and it's. Uh, hey yo, <laughs> some bottles popping. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> uh, but everything's coming up from the roots and going into the tree and then out the spout. Yeah. Um, but actually, it can be. Uh, doing that it usually it's coming in at night when it's freezing and this is why i'm saying it's not not all the boxes are checked because okay, that yeah. makes sense because yeah it, that, you would think it's freezing right? that's weird yeah yeah so uh but one thing uh that, that's interesting is that a lot of it will go up into the tree and then when it's thawing out it'll actually fall back down mm. and out the spout as well and it'll move laterally in the tree and oh, all geez. this so what um, but essentially, you just poke a hole in the tree, <laughs> and, you, and you give it a spot to drain out. It's nice. Okay. So, so would you say a tree is more like a sponge than like veins, kind uh, of? Or it's kind of like it's kind of like veins. Yeah. It, you, when you're tapping, you're trying to hit the vein. You can kind of see them come up from the mm. ground, and uh, and there's other things okay. like you want to tap. Um, well, actually, go back to your question about the. Uh, the season, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah. the season is when it's freezing at night, but above freezing during the day, okay. and it's generally like late February to April ish. Yeah, this year is kind of cold, so it's more like I actually, honestly, I tapped too early this year. I, uh, I've I've not gotten anything. Everything's frozen at my house. Oh really? Amherst is doing pretty good. Like down here, it's yeah. probably running today. Yep. Um, but it's probably going to go into May this year. Oh wow! So yeah, it's gonna be <clears> an that's interesting crazy. one. And I always thought there was just like a quick window, like of a week or two or three weeks. Some some years there are. Some yeah. years it's like three weeks on the dot. Jeez. That's it. Yeah. But, like so right, really, you just have to pay attention to the weather conditions. Really, really pay attention. Yeah. And yeah, it's a guessing game <laughs> of when to tap. I mean, when you do it on buckets. So the guys down there, they do it at buckets, kind of traditional style. If you if you think about what maple sugaring looks like, they do a lot of. Uh, um, the big seven sixteenth spouts, the metal ones, and they hang um, a bucket from it. And they it. hang a bucket with a lid and all that, and it looks traditional. So they're not using any tubing or anything. It's no. just basically something poking out of the tree, and then the sap is dripping into the bucket. Right. Okay. And that's really because we uh, we tap on uh, town land, and it looks nice and it looks uh, traditional. Yeah. That's really why. Rather than seeing all these the spider web of tubes like yeah. coming through. Okay. So if you go to my house, yeah, <laughs> I, I live on a mountain, and yeah. so I have a big. Uh, main line and I have laterals and then mm -hmm. it comes all down into one collection bucket and that's like the really the, the positive is that I just get to look in the bucket every day and say oh that's right. so much nice. now how big is the bucket that's a 50 gallon bucket 50 gallon uh, and then they have the little buckets that you hang are roughly like 3 gallon if they're okay. aluminum okay. some of them vary so sometimes if it's like a really nice day you gotta go out there like 2 or 3 times a day empty all the buckets out jeez and do they on those metal buckets? Do they have tops on them, or is it just an okay? Yep. Yeah. So it's 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 like a, a top with like a little so like stuff doesn't get in. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Right. So the spout itself has that all built in. So the spout goes into the tree. Yep. It also has a hook on it for the bucket. Okay. And then the bucket lid kind of hooks into it as well. All right. Gotcha. And then the wind blows them off, and then you go get them. Yeah. It's all part of the fun. <laughs> Jeez. Nice. So take us back. How did you get into tapping trees and making your own maple syrup? Uh, let's see. I've always been into like just trying to do stuff the traditional way. Or, like I like history and learning stuff. Yeah. Um, but I have a bunch of friends who are into that sort of stuff. And uh, 
So I had a group of friends that just decided to start. Hey, really, one friend, Travis, started just boiling. He wanted to do it. And there's two other friends, uh, A-Rod and uh, Ryan. And they all decided to get together and just try to try to do it. They didn't really know what they were doing. They kind of went to some maple producers, kind of asked them some questions. Right. Uh, I mean, in this area, you know, they're everywhere. So yeah. it's, it, I mean, on my road, there's two other sugar houses. Um, Jeez. Because we're in the Northeast, you know, yeah. that's where the maples are. So, yeah. um, so anyways, they started doing that. They basically, it's kind of like home brewing, Seth. It's, you can, yeah. you can make it as complicated as you want it to. Right. Yeah. And you can make it as complicated as you want to. <laughs> so, uh, so when they started out like super simple, they had a couple buckets couple spouts they drilled some holes in some trees without any uh you know technique or anything like that yeah and um and then they had a concrete blocks uh as as a pit and then um like three serving tray pans and kind of the idea and they stuck a um a uh, a big pipe for a for a smokestack okay into it too and um Kind of the point was that you have like these three trays and you keep ladling it from tray to tray. And so the one tray will be like sap and one tray will be syrup. And you're kind of like grading it as you go. Okay. And uh, it's wood fired. And how how big are those trays? They weren't very big. Okay. Like cookie sheets? Not uh, deeper than a cookie sheet. Okay, they have to be right. (laughs) You know those serving trays, like you go to like a fancy banquet hall or whatever, and they have those things. Yeah, it's Uh, like a Schaefer dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you'd have sterno underneath and that whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, so they did that for a while, and that sucked. It was outside. If it rained, couldn't do it. Oh, right. You know, it was. It just really sucked. And uh, so then, then he made. uh, He took a shipping container and made a uh, like a house for his four wheeler. And then that turned into the sugar shack, and it's just been expanding since then. We've, okay, we've been building stuff onto it, and so Travis has done a lot of work to the uh, the arch, which is uh, what you call uh, where you contain the fire. And there's lots of different ways. We do wood fired. Uh, other people do oil fired. Other mm-hmm. people do I don't know natural gas, or whatever. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some guy doing electric out there, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and so he has a. He built that. It's a oil drum, um, you know, like a 275 gallon oil drum, cut, uh, and then he's welded all this stuff into it with fire brick and uh, okay. and and all that. And uh, it's actually a pretty sweet setup this year because he took a, a blower out of a Jeep, and we've got a blower going into the bottom to like really ignite that fire oh, to like kind of yeah. stoke it and almost. It's, yeah, right? it's pretty Turbo. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So now it burns really quick. Nice. And um, and then we <clears throat> you know bought like a. a it's a, I think it's a two by three pan. It's pretty small. We're pretty small scale. So this is all in the shipping container, though. Yeah. Okay. And how does like the ventilation for that work? <laughs> so <laughs> no ventilation. So a, t- a typical sugar shack traditionally would have a, a, a cupola or a cupola. Yeah. Um, and that basically has like this little tiny house at the top of the house, mm-hmm. and and it has sides that open out, and they're usually pulleys, and there's uh, ropes, and you you puddle them out, and the that way it's raining outside the the, the rain staying out mm-hmm. in the smoke well the smoke can go out but the rain's not coming in right, right? so um instead of doing that <laughs> the like front fascia of the uh or the back 
uh, side of his house. You know, it comes to a peak, right? Mm-hmm. The whole back side of the peak just folds down, okay. <laughs> and, and it goes out that way, which yeah. is isn't is enough for us. Yeah. And then half the um, the oil drum, the arch, mm-hmm. is outside, and so the smoke goes outside just from that. There's a stack oh, on the okay. back of it. Yeah, and it's just it's on skis, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it just pokes in, and yeah. then uh, and then like all the steam comes out of that. Oh, nice! So that's what we're running now, which is sweet. And um, there's a bunch of things like uh, like this week I did an RO um, reverse osmosis, which you're just trying to get you're separating sugar from water. Yeah. Eventually, when you get to 66 percent sugar, it becomes a syrup. Okay. And uh, so that's what you're trying to do. So typically we tap sugar maples. They'll come out at like, we're, we're pretty good. Ours are usually like three to 4% sugar, which is on the high side. I would say typically 3% is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, red maples are like, when I was tapping red maples in dairy, they're like one and a half percent. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's going to take a lot to get that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So three percent, it's like roughly forty to one. So you get forty gallons of uh, sap. You're gonna have one gallon of syrup at the end of the day. Jeez. Yeah. So, um, so uh, what the RO does is it separates, you know, just like in your kitchen, separates pure water from all the other stuff. Minerals yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and so we, what we want is all the other stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I set it up yeah. backwards. Oh, gotcha. And then uh, and you just collect all that. And so that took it from three percent to nine percent today which is cool so then you'll still have like a clear liquidy looking thing or no it is clear but it's not as clear as water it's like foggy yeah and it's yeah it's a little darker now does that increase the quality at the end because you have such a high sugary content you have to boil less no supposedly ro doesn't do anything they've done a bunch of taste tests all the big guys is what they do they run through an ro they'll do it like uh there was one sugar shack i went to he doesn't even start his pan up unless it's 17 percent. oh wow i just made my own ro that stuff can't handle that (laughs) sugar content yeah so nine percent is great for us. So yeah. uh, that's a third of the time of boiling. I was just gonna say that's gonna save you a lot of time boiling, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, when you're doing today, we did eighty gallons, and so I didn't run all of it through the RO, but it saved us a bunch of time. Yeah. Eighty gallons last year would have taken it; we'd still be boiling. Yep. Um, yeah. So. so it's like um, what, like three thirty almost? When did you guys start this morning? Um, I got there at seven. I think we started six thirty probably. Okay. Sometimes Travis gets out there pretty early, but I think I think they were out late last night. Yeah. <laughs> but, so it took you what, like six or seven hours, kind of deal? Yeah, and, like we, that? and we made a little over a gallon and a half today. That's pretty good. We spilled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah. what's like the whole? What's the turnaround time between getting the sap and turning into syrup before like does it go bad? Yeah, it does actually. It's like milk. Um, it actually goes bad really quickly. Yeah. So uh, when it's cold out like it's been, it's not so bad. You can we, we boil once a week. Yeah. Okay. Um, this last time we did two weeks because it was so cold last week. We didn't get anything. Yeah. Um, so everything that you collected for today was over the last week. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we do it once a week, but you yeah. but uh, yeah, it goes bad. It's like milk. If you if you let it get too warm. Um, it's kind of it's hard like we've been dealing it's been so cold like we froze our full 60 gallon bucket which is oh, really geez. hard to de-thaw oh, wow. 
yeah. And uh, but normally you can just kind of leave it out, and it's it'll just kind of stay mm-hmm. uh, pretty much unfrozen. So when you're so you have that big like fifty gallon drum, right? That that you collect in. Yeah. So pretty much you're just letting that fill throughout the week, and then whatever you have. Have you ever fill- had to like dump that thing out, or do you? I haven't because. Uh, I don't have enough taps yet. Okay. I, I could put a, a million taps in my house, yeah. but I, I haven't yet. Yeah. So I haven't had that problem. But we have multiple guys and multiple barrels, probably like six barrels okay. between everybody. And I think our biggest boil so far has been like 250 gallons or something like that. Wow. Which is not a lot. I know no, it's it's not. it sounds like a lot, but like, you know, you got guys. When it's 40 to one, right? Like, Well, you got guys do, doing it for like actually selling it. You know those guys are doing thousands and that like they won't even they won't even fill their pan unless they have you know two thousand gallons. Uh, Damn, we're happy if we get like fifty <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. What's I, what's wait hold on what's one of those big plastic totes? Were those like two two seventy four two seventy four? Yeah. Okay. So trying to get an idea. The square ones. Yeah, the the, the classic square <laughs> white plastic tote that's usually got a metal frame around it that you see on farms or at yeah. cideries or, you know, I forget what they're called. There's a name for those, right? They're just called totes. Yeah. <laughs> Big right. ass Whatever. totes. <laughs> yeah. How much sap are you getting from, I mean, obviously it's dependent tree to tree, but how much average do you think you're grabbing from tapping one tree? Ooh, it's tough. It's tough to say. It's, yeah. Depends on the size. Too, it depends right? on the weather and uh, the tree. Every, trees are individual. It's sometimes you're like, oh, I love that tree. Like we have trees that we tap, and we're like that. Make sure you don't not tap that one because yeah. that that tree's great. It <laughs> and, flows uh, well. Or, or put two taps on that one because it's so so great. <laughs> yeah. So it depends. I mean, it also depends on the species. There's lots of different species of maple. Uh, so. <laughs> we can get into that, I guess. You got but any example? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. I hear so, it, man. so the the. The one that everybody wants is the sugar maple. Okay. The sugar maple puts out sap that's like three percent or so. And I, you know, I tried to do some research about why that is. I mm. could not find it. Mm. No one knows why it makes more syrup <laughs> or more more sugar. Than, it's just than sugar ice. maples are the way to go. Yeah, because Thanks. almost every single tree will produce some sort of amount of of sugar. Yep. Okay. Um, so, anyways, uh, sugar maples those those are the key. Those are the key ones. That's what we tap. Yeah. Um, not everybody has them. Like what I said earlier, I was living in dairy. I was tapping red maples. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are a lower sap content, um, but they're not so bad. Really, the three main ones are silver maples, uh, uh, hard maples, which are uh, sugar maples, or um, or red maples. And then you got like other maple, like big leaf maple, which we don't have around here, but mm-hmm. uh, or like Norway maples, yeah, um, which we have everywhere. Norways, uh, Norways are an interesting one. Norways and moose maples both will produce a ton of sap, but the content of the sugar will be very low. Okay, like half a percent. Uh, yeah. So actually, there's a guy at work that is uh, tapping for the first time this year, and he's tapping a Norway maple. Yeah, and. Um, and he's just like out there, like changing buckets. Oh god! <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know what his sap content is. I'm really curious, actually. Yeah. But um, but like that's not the case for really sugars for the most part. But sometimes it is. Some yeah. some trees and and uh, I mean, there's a whole other thing that you can tap other trees. So birch trees, for example, is, yeah. is another popular one. And I did that last year. Those I was emptying like five gallon buckets once a day on wow. some of them it was crazy i couldn't even keep up with boiling it all mm. um 
and, uh, and that's not really the case with maples. I would say with my typical maples in that like five gallon pail, I would say like a week would be like half the pail for mm-hmm. a typical one. Okay. Um, so it's not like a ton, but it can be. It can, it's certainly if the weather is perfect, you really want uh, the sugar is one thing I do know about the sugar is the sugar is made in the leaves. And so if you have a great summer, it puts out a lot of foliage. Mm-hmm. You have a great photosynthesis, then that maple season is probably going to be pretty good because it's going to be able to make a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so w- <clears throat> when you're testing your sugar content, like um, you use like a, a refractometer. I do. Or I do. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I would imagine you're, you're, do you test throughout the week at all or do you just wait till the end when you like before you're going to boil kind of thing i just wait till the end okay yeah yeah i mean doesn't really sometimes matter i don't really even test the sap okay I probably will now that i'm using the ro just to see where we're at yeah um really i use it for the boil just to find out when it's syrup or when we should draw off or uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that because we basically our setup is we have that arch right so um just for context i, I i'm a home brewer and uh, so a lot of my stuff, my contributions have been homebrew related. Nice. So for example, uh, we, we have a full pan that we boil in. And then when it gets to a certain percentage, say like 20 to 30% mm-hmm. uh, on the way there, we'll take that, we'll draw off, and then we'll put it into, I'll say our finish pan is what other people would say. Like, yeah. uh, like the real guys have like finishing pans uh, or, or even like... Uh, you know, filter setups and they call it like canning setups. Um, we don't really have that. So we just have a, my mash ton, okay. <laughs> which nice. is a 15 gallon stainless, uh, you know, like a, pot. Bit, a giant soup pot for people right. that are home brewers. Yeah. Right. And it's got a couple like fancy fittings and whatnot on it, but, yeah. uh, and then it's just a, a homebrew burner. It's an anvil burner. Yep. And so that's what we finish it in. We'll take everything, put it in that. And then, that's what we'll finish out of. And uh, we're filtering along the process. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we'll, uh, we used to bring it into his mom's kitchen and, and, <laughs> uh, and bottle, but lately we've just been doing it out there. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's, so you've, you tap trees, yeah. first step, then you collect your sap throughout the week, then you bring it, and now you've got a bunch of sap from a bunch of different guys. Do you mix that all together? Ooh, ooh, point of contention. <laughs> okay. That's like the best most annoying joke of the, of the day is like oh oh no we shouldn't have put your sap in there you know, so, uh, when I was tapping in dairy they yeah. it's like we were almost done it was a really long day and we were like all ready to just be done like oh man we've been done an hour ago if we didn't put your red maple sap in there <laughs> okay, uh, you know? okay, yeah. so um, in Warner we have the best sap in the world nice nice <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no it's all the same it's, okay. we just mix it all together yeah, I mean, okay. it, it, maybe with the red maple for example like if we were everything was 4% and then I just started contaminating it with like Norway maple half percent stuff. yeah you don't want to dilute it essentially yeah, it wouldn't right? be great yeah. but I mean I'm tapping sugars they're tapping sugars it I actually measured both of them today yeah and they were both three percent so okay you know, yeah we just mix it all together yeah Hopefully nobody's like left it out in like seventy degree, so it's all skunky. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can kind of see it. It kind of like gets milky. 
and right. it doesn't look like you, you, know you, you could, start to... if you didn't know anything about me you'd be like nah, i don't know about that yeah <laughs> so if something like that happens does it contaminate the whole batch yes it does yeah jeez you'll taste it in every single bottle oh wow. boy yeah that's what's scary about it uh, especially with the lines yeah um you know i was worried about if like a big loogie came through the line or something like contaminated yeah. my whole tank yeah, because yeah. you have a bunch of trees feeding a main trunk, essentially. So yeah. if one of those is bad, now it's like messing up your whole collection. Yeah, and it wouldn't be the tree that's bad, but it could be like some gunk in there. Okay. And so like, bef- I did a lot of work this year before the season of walking my lines, cutting anything out. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people clean their lines. It's kind of like 50-50 versus whether you clean your lines or whether you don't. Yeah. Some people don't clean their lines, and they just like the first sap that comes through is kind of like their flushing sap. Yeah. And then they'll just like let that go on the ground. Um, and then some people run like a compressor water mixture and, uh, and like shoot it up in there and they'll mm-hmm. have like water coming out of all the taps. And, stuff. <laughs> and, then, and then some other people do like lots other things with chemicals and whatnot. And there's, yeah. there's some laws about what you can't use in uh, Canada. You can use certain things that we can't use. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So, I didn't clean my lines this year, all right, all right. but mine are really new, and I have such a extreme angle mm-hmm. that there's nothing in there. So yeah, I just okay. walked them, made sure there was no gunk in. Them. I only found one tree, which was kind of like it went uphill for a minute, and I, so I wasn't really surprised there's anything in there. Yeah, and uh, and I just I cut that out, put a new one on, and uh, just made sure there's nothing in there. And then the first sap that came, it's kind of like let that go. Yeah, I just discard it. It's not worth it. I kind of like looked at it and was like, I don't know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I boiled it. Yeah. So now is that like a bacteria thing? Like the water is almost stagnant and then the yeah. bacteria could potentially just spread throughout the whole thing and infect the whole. Yeah. Uh, that's how well, it not really. It's just kind of like an off flavor. Cause you got like, yeah. I mean, if you had any sort of sugary thing sitting there you right. know, and you just let it sit there Natural all summer in the lines. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be gross. It makes sense. Because with the boil, you're going to kill any bacteria, but that's not stopping those bacteria from producing off flavors before you do the boil. Right. And then you're concentrating whatever, exactly. uh, whatever's contaminated. Yeah. So you got this weird off flavor and then you're just like concentrating it down and then, it, and, and everyone knows what maple syrup tastes like. Yeah. You're going to know if there's something in there. <laughs> exactly. Because <Right. laughs> it, it, it doesn't taste very good. <laughs> so do you have to re-tap your trees every year? Yep. So you pull out all your plugs at the end of the year, let those heal, and then re-tap a different spot or yep. the same spot? Yeah, actually. Okay, so tapping. I guess we haven't talked about that. So, yeah. so tapping has a couple different techniques to it. Um, so first off, you want to tap a tree that is, I think it's like a foot in diameter. I usually go, like, can I hug it? If you can hug it and you can't touch your fingers, it's usually like you can do two taps on it. Um, but anyways, you look for... There's, uh, you can kind of see the veins coming out of the out of the ground. If you look at, at a maple tree or any kind of tree, you can kind of see the veins. I kind of like <clears> to <throat> tap on the veins. Uh, first, I should say, you can just drill a hole in the tree. You'll probably get some sap. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to be like, try to get the best, like the most sap out of it, you can try to follow these things. And so anyways, I try to find a, uh, a vein. I like to tap on a vein. And then I also want to tap on the south side of the tree. Mm-hmm. because it'll get the most sun uh, yes and that's important for thawing out because one side of the tree might not be running one side might be mm-hmm. uh, so you want to tap that side and then the next thing you, so you found your spot you're ready to go and then you got to look for other tap holes 
because uh, it's actually really cool. They make furniture out of tap uh, whole wood, mm. uh, sugar maples and stuff, and you can see it, and you'll see like a hole, and then you'll see all this wood that's like stained, and it'll go down like straight down from that, and it's kind of neat. You can see it, it makes the wood look cool. It's bad for the tree, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't you don't want to tap right in the same hole. You don't want to tap in line with it. So the rule is you kind of want to go like three inches or so to either side and, and a couple inches uh, higher or lower. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the rule. That being said, like, I mean, like I said, the, my friends had no idea what they were doing. They were tapping these trees that had been tapped for like, I don't know, since the 70s. Oh, geez. I mean, there's hundreds of holes in those trees. Yeah. So it's actually really difficult to tap those trees and not be in line with in something. Those parameters, <laughs> right. and it's also very difficult. But depending on the tree, some trees heal very fast, which mm-hmm. is if they're very healthy, um, and it's hard to find a tap hole. Uh, looking for one, you kind of have to know what you're looking for. Basically, I just look for anything that's like a perfect circle because you you don't find a perfect circle very often in nature. So you're like, okay, that's a perfect circle. It's probably an old tap hole. I'll try to just not be in line with that up mm. and down. And um, that's pretty much it. Oh, then you then you tap in it, right? So you got uh, it's three different sizes for uh, for taps. So the old school ones are seven sixteenths, pretty big honking guys. Um, the smaller the hole, the better. It's kind of like you if you had somebody poking you and trying to get your blood, you probably would rather a needle than right. I don't know a turkey baster. Or yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, so seven sixteenths ones are are big old school ones and. Um, the thought process, I think, was just like they want the most flow possible. Mm. Um, then they went to five sixteenths, and uh, those are plastic. Those are what I use. Okay. And then the new ones are three sixteenths, uh, which are really good for for people on vacuum. Um, vac. So some people don't just uh, use gravity to get it out of the trees. They use vacuums. They hook it up to a pump. Everything's vacuum shut, oh, wow. and, and they and they actually dr- like suck the trees dry. Whoa. I would imagine that's, that that can't be healthy for yeah, the tree, right? right? It's fine. I mean, they produce so much sap. You're only getting a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, so, anyways, it's, I have like a natural vacuum because I have such a big drop because I'm on a mountain. Yeah. But um, yeah. but a lot of people do vacuum. That's very popular, especially like anything you're buying at the store or anybody that does any any large amounts is going to be on vacuum. Yeah. And so those 316 lines are great for that because you can you can hold the vacuum really well. The problem with the 316 is you can't have anything in there or it's going to block the flow. Oh yeah. So it's difficult um plus I already bought 516 so yeah, <laughs> right. But I've heard that the flow can be better from 316. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's because they heal they don't heal as much um like as quickly. Yeah. How deep do those taps go into the tree? It depends on the tree. Uh, if you got a really big tree, it could have a lot of bark, um, but it's like inch and a half, two inches, some, somewhere in that that range. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of you don't want to be in the heartwood. You got so you got the tree. If you think about a tree, you got bark, you get sapwood, and then you have heartwood in the middle, which is usually a different color. And uh, you want to be in that sapwood, and you don't really want to be in the heartwood. I don't think it's terrible if you how, are. How can you tell that when you're tapping the tree? Well, you kind of have to just like go as deep as you think it is. Uh, okay. You know? <laughs> but like, you know, inch and, I keep mine like inch and a half to two inches and I'm usually pretty good. Yeah. The size of the trees that I'm tapping, um, like I said, you don't want to tap anything that's like really tiny because it may be detrimental to its growth. Yep. That being said, I have a fun side story about uh, so, uh, <laughs> the, the Vermont guys. Uh, I think it's UVM. They do a lot of maple research mm. and they... Uh, they did a, they did this thing where they they row cropped maple saplings, 
and then they cut the heads off of them and then they just like put those right directly into lines and they oh, were able geez. they were able to uh, get a bunch of sap from them during oh, wow. the winter time not during the winter but or like during, during the regular yeah but they had like two-year-old like row crops of of these maple saplings cut then the heads they would off. die right they yeah, would die say, they're yeah but it's just it. like it's just like corn it's he, a game changer exactly because like, you're oh. doing it very quickly right? yeah. Yeah. yeah and and, yeah. and previously you need to have you know this huge sugar bush of you know really old you know um sugar maples yeah which take a long time to grow right, right. so yeah. if you can get like maybe the sap content's not as good but if you can just row crop them and every yeah. two years you rotate your crop i mean that's Game changer. Yeah. I haven't heard anything more than that, but I know that they, they did some tests. That's interesting. We'll cool. have to look up that. Yeah. yeah. So you can go out and tap town trees. We ask like in for the woods. permission. You have to ask for permission. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that property. Um, a lot of my friends are like townies. You know, like yeah, pretty close with people, and so that they, work for the town or something. Yep. Yeah. So you get permission from them. That's cool. Yeah. So when you're tapping the tree, do you have to drill a pilot hole? Like first, or are you just kind of tapping in? So you drill a uh, drill hole into it, yeah, and then you just pop the tap right oh, in. Okay, there. yeah, that's what I thought. Pretty, so, pretty simple. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, and then you just, I mean, it's kind of simple. Like it's not that tight. You're not hit. You're not like whacking it in there. Yeah. You kind of do like three taps. It's like it'll go tap, tap, thunk, and then you feel and it. Then, like, and you're like, okay, yeah. when you you hear hear that thunk, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's what you want. It's just enough to seal it. All and right. when you first do it, you'll see that the you'll probably have this little hole with a little tap in it and you'll get some sap going through the tap mm-hmm. and then you'll look at it and be like, oh no, the whole tree is like wet around it though. And right. so it will seep out, but it'll close up. Yeah, it'll seal itself as it's... Right. Yeah, okay. And that's where the other part of getting your timing down. So you're trying to like pick when the right time to tap is. If you tap too early, you'll end up with me and I... Or you'll end up like me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and all your lines will be just frozen. Okay. Um, but if you tap too late, you're going to miss it. It's going to taste like crap. It starts to taste like dirt at the end of the season. Okay. Um so you want to get that timing right for that reason, but you also want to get it right because you uh, oh, totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> so when you're tapping, um, when you, oh jeez, I know what you were saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, How so it it's gonna, up, it's gonna right? seal scouts up. are yeah. doing, yeah, yeah. scouts <laughs> are doing the job, right? <laughs> yeah, the half a step. <laughs> um, it, uh, yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna heal itself. So the mm-hmm. second you drill a hole in something, it's gonna heal itself. So yep. you have a fixed amount of time before especially depending on the tree how healthy it is how big it is Mm -hmm. how long you have and so um you don't want to tap in january and get and you know let that tree heal up and then the the big runs are in march yeah it's going to be a smaller hole than when you drilled it yeah so yeah so that's pretty much everything to that yeah it's really not that difficult like i said like homebrewing it's just as 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 complicated as you want yeah so I mean, yeah, actually tapping a tree, pretty simple, and then you collect your sap, um, and then that's whether or not you have a bucket that's under a tree or you have the whole network of lines that are running and feeding a trunk line essentially that bring down to your main bucket. So now you've got your sap, you bring it to your sugar shack, you know, in your case the um, the shipping container, right? Yeah, and uh, several shipping containers. Several shipping now. containers are with some with some canning line bases now. Oh, too. cool, beautiful. And, I and like a porch. it. Porch. <laughs> Very high tech. Um, so the actual like boiling process when you start your different pans and everything, what what does that look like? What's that? So um, typically you'll have uh, 
the bigger guys will have like some sort of extraction tank. Yeah, it's cool. Some of them are glass. It's pretty neat. Yeah, uh, you can see all the floating bugs and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you'll you'll have some sort of collection tank, um, and then you'll probably filter that sap into your feeding tank into your uh, into your your line. I mean, some some the way that I would if I had my sugar shack where where I would want it, I would have my main line come like straight into my tank okay. from outside. Yeah. A lot of people have it that way. Yeah. Maybe some sort of filter mm-hmm. and then it just goes right into your pan. Um, so what we have is we just have like this big tote because we're getting sap from everybody. Yeah. And just w- dump it into this tote. What's that filter? Is, is it just like a, a screen or? Um, we use, it could be, but we use uh, the cone filters. Okay. They're pretty typical for hobby maple they're made out of wool yeah some of them are synthetic um it's just a cone filter and then uh we also started using these pre-filters that are like i don't want to say paper because they're like you could probably wash them yeah they're not totally paper um so you just dump it through that and does that run pretty quickly you don't have to like it's not like running through a carbon filter or something where it takes a while no it's not it's not like a it's not as fine as a like a coffee filter okay okay uh, so you run it in there, and then we actually have a bucket heater. You know what a bucket heater? Like those... Uh, uh, the, the, just a drop-in, yeah. like a heating element kind of... Yep, yeah. yeah. We yeah. actually have one of those up there, but a lot of guys, what they do is they'll run like copper lines out through their, their smokestack, their chimney, and they'll like wrap it around it, and it'll like heat up the sap on the way to the pan, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Or they'll yeah. have like a whole pan sitting on top of their pan. Um just we don't have that so yeah (laughs) so uh it it does that and then just pours in and we just have like a a ball valve that we just kind of try to let it trickle in as fast as it's trickling out or evaporating out yeah um if you really knew what you were doing you'd have like a float valve instead of like this little ball valve that you have to manually do you'd have a float valve and it would keep it constantly at the height that you wanted in your pan Mm -hmm. which is like roughly two inches yeah and then, uh, and, and that's then the first pan after so you, your collection tank through the filter yep. into your first pan. Yeah. Okay. And and so uh, we only have one pan. Um, yeah. A lot of the guys will have like multiple pans within their arch. And like I said, when we started out, we had three pans. Yeah. Um, the, our pan uh, is just separated into three sections, but they are there's holes in them so it can flow, and it'll naturally the thicker, um, high density stuff over here and the and the fresh sap will come over here and it'll flow through the pan okay which is pretty cool Um, it'll like naturally level out because of density yep yeah so you can actually chase like you can see it when we're when we're drawing off you can actually uh have the sap coming in and you can chase you you just watch the color change when when you want to stop and then uh if you really knew what you're doing you have an automatic draw off which just decides based on what temperature it's boiling over here that it's close to syrup and then it'll just open a valve and it'll dump out syrup okay that's, that's what the big cool. guys have that's and then they neat. usually have like a finishing pan up front mm-hmm. whereas we just bring it to my mash tun over on a burner yeah so, <laughs> so are you testing it like when it gets to that last spot where it drains down are you like breaking out the hydrometer and looking at that or is it kind of feel um most of the time i'm testing it Sometimes it depends on like what's going on. Okay. Um, like today, it was like you know we didn't have that much sap left. Like let's just flood the pan. Okay. You know, and um, but most of the time I try to like draw it off when it's like halfway there, or so and then bring it over to the other thing, just based on like how much we have too. Like sometimes yeah. we'll finish it 
like usually I want to keep drawing off and keep the other finishing pan like going and at a slow rate mm -hmm. so that at the end we can just like bottle at one point. Yeah. But there's been times where we have so much sap that like we just can't really do that and it's not keeping up and so we'll just finish and bottle half of it and then we'll just start over again. Okay. Okay. So you want to keep a steady flow so that the stuff in the finishing pan isn't 100% finished by the stuff that is ready to go to the finishing pan. Yeah. So everything's staying steady so that at the end you've got all of your sap is now converted to syrup at the same time in the finishing pan and then you can bottle it. Right. Rather than like what you said if you, if the stuff in the finishing pan goes like a little bit quicker and then yeah. you have to stop and bottle or you're going to burn it. Or just dilute it. Sometimes yeah. I'll just pour more sap in <laughs> okay, it. Like, okay. Like, oh, we're not ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean basically the idea is you kind of want to just like get it to boil the minimum amount that it needs to turn into syrup so the more that you boil it the darker it's going to be okay so a lot of guys will just like have this filter set up or their or they'll have their their canning you know and they'll just they'll just keep filling that canning uh tank up mm -hmm. and uh and they may not even can it all that day like i know bigger producers that that just leave it out and they just can it when they feel like it mm -hmm. they'll have this big tank of like gallons of syrup just sitting there oh yeah and they'll just heat it up and can it when they feel like it okay um and the, like the can that's probably similar to like the canning process when you're uh you know putting stuff in mason jar how you have to heat it up and everything so yeah, it makes like, like that a, so it makes a seal right yeah like yeah we used to do it in mason jars it just sucks to like like it's all gunky you can't undo it anymore. yeah yeah makes sense so do you just go online and buy your your bottles like like that? Uh, that bottle was purchased at Sunnyside Maples. Oh, okay, in, uh, shout out beautiful Loudon, <laughs> New Hampshire. Nice. So for someone who's listening, who might want to start doing it themselves as like a hobby, why do you use a pan over like a pot? Okay, if that so makes sense. You can use a pot if you, you want. You can. Like I said, so uh, just more increased surface area. Yeah, so surface area, keeping it really hot. I try to keep it at like two inches. Uh, you can certainly fill a pot and just boil it and walk away. But um, the thing is that you want to keep adding it in. So like I said, if you keep syrup boiling past when it needs to, it'll get darker and darker and darker. And so you get this color that looks pretty good. Yeah, it's, it, it's it like an amber kind of color, yeah. right? Right. Like. It might look more like a stout if you... Uh, if you have to boil it for longer because it's going to keep getting darker and darker yeah. and darker. You don't want it to be dark? Some people do. Now, I've seen some darker syrups in the store. That's like I mean, the, the grading system, right? right? Yeah, there's a grading system. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll have, yeah, so like the, what is it, the lighter it is, the better the grade or the more sugar or the taste or is it all of it? Um, they redid it actually uh, last year or two years ago um, because it used to be grade A, grade B, and grade C. Grade A would be your uh, grade A fancy, you know, the um, really light stuff. Uh, then you'd have your grade B amber, and you'd have your grade C cooking uh, stuff. Mm -hmm. And they redid it because grade B to me is the perfect syrup. That's, okay. that, that's the stuff that has a really deep maple flavor. It's really full. The fancy stuff is like a little too light. It doesn't really have a full body to it. And then the cooking stuff is definitely really dark. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they redid it because, I guess, to sell more grade B. But uh, now everything is grade A, <laughs> and it's grade A light, grade A amber, and grade A dark. 
Okay, so there's no more B and C. So what the hell's the no. point of a grade A? Like, I why agree. Call it grade B, a? Completely it's, it's, agree. It's, it's marketing, right? Uh, you know, yeah, people want to right. buy grade A stuff. They so don't want to buy grade C. So it's not a quality C. thing. It's just a color. Yeah, and so really? it's it's definitely yeah. You can buy grading sets. Uh, we have one actually at the Sugar Shack, and you you put your violin next to the other ones and see which one it lines up to. Mm-hmm. Um, guys that really have their stuff together have a actual I don't know the name of the actual devices but you can you can put it in and is a spectrometer maybe and it, and it yeah. reads it reads the lack of light or whatever yep. and, and it tells you what grade it is hmm. um, I mean we yeah. so the dark stuff for cooking what would you what is that like for like cupcakes and stuff I'm, I'm just confused on the, well, the cooking it, it's part it's not more um, it's not for pancakes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Some people do yeah, like you could, it for yeah. that, though. Yeah. Well, one thing you should like. So, in the season, the sap will change. So your first stuff might be pretty light. Mm-hmm. Your middle stuff's going to be amber, and the stuff at the end of the season's going to start being darker, and it's also going to be tasting more like dirt. Okay. And so that cooking stuff might be that last stuff. Okay. Um, it's not going to taste the same. The fancy stuff is a very light maple flavor, and it's very light in color. But the amber is really where I think it's at, where you got like a pretty good maple flavor. Yeah. It's relatively dark, but it's not like black. Mm, gotcha. So so what would you consider the stuff you gave us today? I'd say that's amber. That's amber? Yeah. It's a okay. little darker than what we made last last week. Yeah. But, um, but I think it tastes really good. So as long as you just keep filling up your pot with sap and you're not letting it get to the amber color... You're fine. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why we draw it off. So I didn't know if there was like the longer you boil it, the you know the burnter the taste it gets or it something. Will. That's, it that, will. It will. Yeah. Okay. That's why. I mean, if you if you fill up a whole thing of you know a whole pot and you just mm-hmm. let it boil down, yeah, yeah. it's going to be dark and it's going to be a really strong taste. Yeah, to I think it. they call it like rich maple flavor. Okay. Yeah. But it definitely tastes differently. And and you might find that certain you prefer certain sugar houses just based on everybody does it differently. Oh, it's, 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 it's like different brew houses, right? Totally. Like, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean I know like I've said some things that I already in my head I'm like, uh so these guys don't do it that way. But like this is how we do it. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I mean I think it tastes good. Yeah. There's other there's certain sugar houses that I'm not just like a fan of mm-hmm. and um yeah, it's I mean, it all boils down to like practices and you know their setup and what that how they like to run it kind of. Yeah, or what yeah. equipment they have. I mean, yeah. some people have millions of dollars. We have like five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> five million dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I have a question. The does it matter? Do you get different flavors from different trees? Like if you were to if you were to tap and use like like sap from like a birch tree versus a sugar maple or oh, yeah. red maple. Yeah, I uh, wanted to mention that. I would say the maples are, are probably all the, maples the same. Close? I would say that all the maples are about the same. Okay. Um, birch is so different. I saw a thing in about Iceland, and Iceland is doing a huge thing with birch sap and syrups. They're making like all sorts of booze and liquor. Oh. And my buddy just came back from Iceland. And he was all about, it, and he's like, "Hey, man, do you have any birch trees? I want to try to tap birch, and like, it's so good. Like, birch booze is so good." And yeah, I wanted to ask you about that too. If you tap birch and or whatever what's it taste like what does it look yeah. like That's, yeah, yeah birch syrup is a pain <laughs> why <laughs> i'm unsure of whether i want to do it again mm. really so birch syrup like i said maple syrup is about 40 to 1 
birch syrup is a hundred to one. Ooh. Uh, it's such a pain. So you have to collect a lot. <laughs> yeah. And remember when I said earlier that you get like maybe a half, like two and a half gallons a week from a good maple tree and yeah. you might get like seven gallons from a birch tree. You have to boil all that down, yeah. Yeah. and you're going to make less than that maple tree. So that's going to take a while. So the like, process, the labor, it, yeah. it's it's much, much more. Yep. But what about the payoff? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> first off, the process is so much worse, too. So <laughs> the it's a different type of sugar. So there's like, uh, what, is there like three main sugars, sucrose, fructose, and glucose? Lactose. Sure, I don't know. Milk sugar is lactose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, maple syrup is mostly sucrose. Okay. Although it may have some amounts of fructose and uh, Fructose is the sugar that you get mostly from, like, uh, fruits, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so um, birch syrup is not mostly sucrose. I don't know which one it's the most of. Okay. But it's not that. So it's different. So this is how I describe it is maple syrup's like a hot rod. Like, you just... You just get it hot. You get it boiling. You get it steaming. Steam up the whole house. Yeah. Get everything going, and you just you just going and going and going until it's syrup, and then you just can it. Birch syrup is like, it's like, f- it's finesse. Okay. It's, you get it. You get <laughs> it. Keep it at a certain temperature. You get it going like until you're like halfway. Yeah. And then you start tapering the the um the, the, heat? the heat down mm-hmm. until you're just. It's just steaming off at the end. Okay. And the reason is that uh, is that it will burn easier than uh, like if you just pour like sugar into a pan, into some water and you just try like boil it up, you're just gonna burn it. Yeah. That's what birch syrup is. Okay. Maple sugar does not do that. You can keep. In fact, that's how you make maple sugar. Is you yeah. just keep boiling, keep boiling, keep boiling. It turn, it'll eventually turn to sand. Yeah. So it yeah. probably has a higher boiling temperature it's got a higher burn yeah it's got a different tolerance to heat yeah yeah so different different sugars are more complex or simple so the birch is more fragile in a way yeah yeah we'll we'll look that up um need to brush up on my sugar science so did you have any success getting any so what i found was that i was doing some research and i found that it's like most people would get it pretty close and then they would just dump sugar into it and call it done Oh. That way they don't have any any scorching the pan was not an option. Mm. Right. I like to make everything difficult, so I decided that was not an option for me. And I, uh, I it came out actually pretty good. I think, I, I don't know, I've never had birch syrup before, mm. so I don't know if it stands up, but from everything I read, it seems to taste not burnt and pretty much normal. Yeah. So basically what it tastes like is uh, maple syrup, I would say is like, up front it's really sweet. It stays sweet, and then you get this like kind of maple flavor in the middle, and kind of towards the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, birch syrup's more like up front is really sweet, and you're like, oh, look at this, yeah. and then it gets like really bitter, uh. and then the and then it's it's also very um, earthy, earthy. Uh, a lot of earth okay. notes in the in the smell and also the taste. Um, I've always yeah. smelled like a like a black birch. When you like peel the bark or the twig, it smells like root beer. Yeah, in a way, yeah, or like a weird minty smell, you know. Yeah, actually, the I had one tree that was really minty. 
Yeah. Like you could like mostly like I could give you some sap and you probably wouldn't know it's sap until I gave you a glass of water next to it and you'd be mm-hmm. like, Oh, that is a little sweeter. Yeah, right. But the birch it was like minty. Right. It was interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering I if it tasted would... like a little minty or <sighs> not really. It didn't no. translate. I thought it would come through more. Yeah. I was thinking about just making it out of just that tree and seeing if that would help because it was really just that tree that, that did that. Yeah. You know? Um, and then, like, you know, there's different types of birches, and I don't know if it was... Right, did you tab all different types? Or did oh, yeah. You ta- yeah. I was looking for black birches. I didn't really have any near me. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, paper bir- black birches, I guess, have the best sap uh, sugar count in the sap. Right. Um, and then I think the next one's, like, paper birch. This is, that's pretty much what I tapped. And uh, I think I may have tapped a yellow birch or two. Yeah. I mean, now that you've got the RO, you know, you right. should well, so now, revisit that. I, now I'm conflicted, <laughs> and I, I, would, I would like to know, if I send a bunch of maple sap through my RO, yeah, uh, and then make maple syrup with it, and then I send a bunch of birch sap through my oh, RO. Is it going to pick up is anything? Is it going to contaminate or, my next yeah. magic? Uh, and I mean, I flush everything out of yeah. there. I'm a little afraid to do it. That's, to yeah, be that's, completely prob- honest. that's probably a good point. Makes sense. And yeah. also, the bird sap doesn't taste good. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't like it. No, it's uh, you can't put it on your pancakes. So no. this is what I've read about it is that uh, so they make it in Alaska a lot because they don't have maple trees, mm-hmm. and so it's like Alaskan pancake syrup. But if you ever had maple syrup, you would say, "Why would you ever put that on pancakes?" Okay, that's kind of what I've read, okay. and uh, and I agree with that. And everyone I've given it to is like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so then I read that it was pretty good on fish, and I could totally see that. Mm. Uh, I haven't tried it myself. Yeah. Caramelizing fish. some nice fish. Yeah. yeah. It's very caramelized, like the, lots of that kind of flavor uh, going on. Okay. So uh, I can see that. Yeah. There's a lot of booze in Iceland yeah. that use that. I saw like even, I even saw like a travel TV show, and they were like a whole bar was hmm. just birch sap, like liquor and they made like they made like liquor mixed drinks with it all and it was basically like um i don't know exactly how he did it is that because in iceland they have a bunch of birches or something i don't know but i think it was just like a thing Hmm. it was like kind of a fad yeah we'll have to check it's popular now out there i think i think they do have a lot of birches and that's like kind of the original area that that originated Hmm. my buddy said hickory sap too hickory syrup walnut too walnut man Al- is there sugars in those? There's like, is yeah. there enough sugar to do that? Yeah, I've never done those, but yeah. I, I don't have any walnut trees around me. Oh man, good luck finding those. Yeah. Go down to the Cape. There's a lot of walnuts. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, good luck trying to tap one of those dudes' trees. They're, <laughs> yeah. all, they're, all, they're all rich fish people down there. Rich fish. Fucking fish people, man. Uh, yes. Yeah, the people of the Cape. Yeah, and there's some good people down there. Fish people. <laughs> Mm. God. Yep. So, how long have you been cooking up maple syrup? Uh, how many years? I'd say three. Three years now. I've been kind of like visiting those guys when they were doing it for a year or two before that, but mm-hmm. wasn't really involved until I was ready to. I just wanted to dive in and learn from them, and then I introduced them to a bunch of home brewing stuff. So I became their fishing uh, finishing guy. Yeah, because nice. yeah, they were like they weren't using a hydrometer. And, there's different ways to do that, like hydrometer, or uh, which is like a, a piece of glass that you drop in and it floats and it tells you the sugar content. And uh, we by use giving our, you like the specific gravity, the specific or gravity bricks or, bricks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I use a refractometer, which is like basically the same thing, but you just look through it and it tells you based on like a blue line, um, and it only takes a drop 
whereas right. the hydrometer takes like a ton Bio, yeah a full like yeah yeah so like there's different ways to do that or like there's the the spoon test you just see how how it beads off of a spoon ah yes um, the old school way yeah you just <laughs> it's like, like shaking a moonshine jar and checking the bubbles yeah actually it does start <laughs> bubbling differently when it becomes syrup too so I'll, I'll usually watch that and then be like oh that's pretty close and then take a hydrometer mm -hmm. uh, or a refractometer but uh, yeah three three years or so do you guys make any like maple syrup byproducts too or is it just this uh, yeah? Year? I made I made maple butter, which is probably like the best thing Ooh, ever. That sounds oh, good. Oh boy, Man. yeah. Maple I think you butter. can make you can make so it's maple syrup is like the first thing, right? And yep. then and then if you let it keep boiling and get it to like the hard candy stage mm -hmm. or the soft I don't know the hard ball stage. Yeah, I don't know. I is it, it, is it like when you're making caramel, kind of like when you're just caramelizing sugar, that kind of deal, like? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just let it boil longer, and then at some point, the thermometer thing will be like, hey, you should probably think about putting this somewhere else. And you're like, okay. And then you put it in some molds, and you pour it in there, and then you hope that it like crystallizes up. Okay. And I, the first time I did it, it came out at like rock-hard candies, which I actually thought were great, yeah. because you could just suck on them all day. Yeah. But the second time I did it, it was more like I, I caught it. I let that one go too far. Yeah. And then uh, and then you did it right. And it melts in your mouth. You need the maple candy. It's that it's classic cool. maple yeah. candy. Yeah. And then if you let that go a little further and then you take it off the heat and you stir like the crap out of it, mm -hmm. it turns into maple butter, um, which is the best. It's like So you like whisk it in a way? So by, it's, by, it's so much by worse getting than that, it's like it's like, it. like using all your muscles. I know. I was <laughs> thinking like, yeah, that's crazy. Like I was thinking about using uh, my fiance's uh, uh, the KitchenAid. KitchenAid. Yeah, yeah. I and, was just thinking. And I, was, that. I was like about to pour it in, and then I was like, I don't know. Would this be bad for this? And then, <laughs> and then I like did a quick like Google search or whatever. It was like, do not use a KitchenAid. You will probably blow out the motor. Because like, oh, it's that much. It's that hard, huh? Yeah, wow. yeah. It was uh, that was a team effort. I had to have her help me. Uh, wow. I, was, I just couldn't. Uh, man, it was crazy. Wow. But it tasted delicious. It's like spreading maple candy on whatever you want. Or bagels. Oh, it sounds or, and good. Can you? Uh, what's the shelf life on that? Can you like keep it around for like a little bit? Or? Yes. Maple syrup doesn't really go bad. Yeah. It's like honey. So yeah. as long as you don't let anything like ferment in it. So if I if I was to go to the store and buy a bunch of maple syrup and boil it down just a little bit more, I could make my own maple syrup butter. Yep. Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sounds like a cool idea. Now, does it have to be? <clears throat> I cracked this cap. I mean, it looks pretty sealed, solid. I cracked this room temp. I could keep it out, or does it have to be refrigerated? I'd put it in the fridge only because you're introducing oxygen and who right. knows what in there to an environment that's like 66% sugar. Yeah. Right. So it's just like anything else, really. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it doesn't really go bad. I mean, some people will tell you it'll never go bad, and if you get like some mold at the top, you can just scrape it off and keep eating it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, a lot of people don't like that. So. <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. But, and then the last stage, anyways, is if you let it go past that butter stage, is you'll get sugar, and it'll get sugar crystals, hmm. and um, it's maple sugar. You can buy that at the store too. Maple yeah. sugar, kind of small things. But. That's pretty cool. Now you're a home brewer. Yeah. Well, have you? It's been a little while, but yeah. <laughs> have you used any maple syrup in any brewing? Yes, I used to make a uh, maple amber every year. Ooh. Um, and the first year that I did it. I just put like maple syrup in an amber 
keg that I was doing, and it was pretty good. It sounds good. The next so it was year, like a fin- like finished beer. You just added some syrup to the keg, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. I got some from my buddy uh, A Rod, and uh, and just did that. Yeah. And then uh, the year after that, I went like hardcore, and I uh, and I just got a bunch of sap from the end of the year from him, and uh, and brewed the whole thing with sap. Mm. Which I did not like doing. It was terrible. <laughs> I will not do it again. Oh, yeah. uh, basically, it was like, you know, water is really important in brewing. Yep. And so instead of knowing what every part was in my water, I didn't know anything about my water. Exactly. And it also had sugar in it. I had no idea how much sugar was in it. Mm. And so I ended up, instead of making a uh, 7% amber lager, I made like a nine or ten percent like amber lager I and mean, part of that's probably just because of home brewing yeah you know regular a lot, stuff there's a lot of factors but part of that, that is definitely the sugar that i did not account for yeah, yeah. Uh, and that that came out weird yeah just out of like a weird they got the taste there's probably some extra minerals in there too for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it just came out weird i've heard of guys doing it before but i've never heard of anybody that did it and really loved the final product yeah. i've never heard the same I, yeah yeah i agree yeah it's a cool idea though it, if you it think is. about it it's like but like brewing mm-hmm. with maple syrup sap yeah sounds pretty sweet then i dump syrup in the keg too uh, of course yeah <laughs> you put bacon in there too jesus well you can't get any flavor that's that's the, the tricky part. thing is yeah. that uh oh you know what actually a long time ago i was at a brewery and i, I was obsessed with the amber uh the maple ambers yeah and, and I, like i really this was before i worked in the industry mm. i had no idea i was maybe even before i was a really a home brewer yeah and i really wanted to know how this one brewery had like the best tasting it was like liquid maple syrup yeah and i just didn't understand because i did understand that if i put yeast in this bottle it will eat all the maple syrup out of it because it's sucrose, it's 100% from it, that Yeah, bowl. exactly. And I'm not going to get any maple flavor out yeah. of it. So I understood that. I didn't understand how he made a beer that tasted like maple. Yeah. So I asked him, and he told me this. I don't know why. He was cool. And yeah. He told me, he was like, yeah, actually, the secret's just that we keep it cold all the time. We dump a bunch of maple syrup into it, yeah. and that's how you get the maple flavor. Yep. And so that's really the only way I could see doing a maple beer you gotta dump maple syrup into it to get that flavor exactly but you gotta keep it cold or it's gonna ferment out right you have to so you have to keep the beer cold yeah yeah so that the the yeast yeast won't reactivate and ferment yeah so keep it in like cold crash mode kind of thing right pretty much or you can't bottle it either because if that bottle like if you put because you know if you bottle carb yeah you're gonna add some sugar in and then and then carbonate it (laughs) yeah you can't put maple in fact I used to use maple syrup for my my priming sugar yeah because it's liquid already. yeah that's i've heard of guys doing that but you don't really get a maple flavor out of it because it ferments out completely that's why i used it though yeah no yeah so did, have you guys seen those um i forgot what they're called but some breweries had them you put like this cage after your tap and it was like an infuser with your beer so you could put like a little cage over the tap of like mint leaves or like lemon or are you talking about orange. a randall is that what? Yes. A Randall. Yeah. Yeah. So you take like a home filter, like a home water filter type thing. That's what, that's what a Randall is anyway. It's like like those cartridges. Normally you would put a filter in. So you're filtering the water from like your well or if you filter your town water. But instead of putting that filter cartridge in, you put in mint or you put in peanuts or whatever you want. Anyway, you put it on the tip of your... Your so you, you run it in line. No, oh. the, most of the I don't know exactly. What so the you're fancy one about. I saw, it was like it almost looked like a cage, and your beer poured over it, and then poured through the cage of shit in it, and then into your cup. 
Yeah, I saw Randall's where they, it was like, like real they fancy come out version. and they go in through the tap and then they go up and it's like a clear column. Yeah, yeah and exactly. you can see it going through it yes. and then it would come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't anyone... seen that cage thing, but I don't know where I saw it. It was in like a magazine or online, and I was like, "Damn, that's fancy!" Yeah, it was like in beer infused beers and stuff. Yeah, they'll do they'll infuse it with hops for another time or any. I've I've seen people do weird stuff, chocolate covered pretzels. Like. I wonder if they do that with some maple syrup. <laughs> Yeah, you know, or like hard, just full with like maple syrup, hard candies, and then. Yeah, I think if you did it with a liquid, that would that might not work. Right, it wouldn't. But you could do it like a Berliner Weiss, right? Yeah, you have the little syrups you put in it. Exactly, put some maple syrup. Yeah, no, I think that's probably your best bet. Like, like a shot of maple syrup. Yeah, or like fucking brim it. Give it a little rimmy. Yeah, yeah, of of maple (laughs) sugar. Yeah. Seth, now did you make an auto maple clone? Did you so make a maple beer? I'm, I've made a couple of maple beers, and my experience was when you're making maple beers with real maple syrup, um, the first time I did it, I added it at the end of the boil. Didn't get any maple flavor whatsoever. Yeah. Second time I did it, I added it like at the end, like after primary fermentation, like mostly everything's fermented out. I added in um, a good amount of maple syrup, like for a five-gallon batch, I think. I used like... <laughs> close oh man what was it like maybe a pint of maple syrup or something i don't know i can't remember i'd have to look back at my notes but i added a good amount and most of it fermented out i I gave it a couple of days to kind of let let the gravity come back down so i didn't have like you know anything explode or whatever um and i got a little bit of maple flavor out of it but it's still i don't think it compares to either using some kind of concentrated maple extract or um just putting maple syrup in the keg and keeping it cold or doing your infusion of um you know your maple shot after you've poured it right, kind yeah. of thing. is there like, any way to like kill the yeast so it can't Keep producing. I mean, you could filter all the yeast out, or you could probably use some kind of sulfite. Just put it through the pasteurizer, to, dude. Yeah, put it through the pasteur- quick pasteurize yeah, just, process. Yeah, yeah. You know? t- tunnel pasteurize that baby. I mean, yeah, you can do stuff like that too. But then, I don't know. For beer, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, could you cut the fermenting time shorter? What do you mean? Like, like in the, yeast like will still in be the in. primary, and then just filter it out. Filter out the yeast. I mean, before you, it converts all the sugars, you could, but I wouldn't. I mean, there's then you're then you're gonna have other issues. Okay. Yeah, you just drink it faster. Yeah. You go. Oh, it's perfectly carbonated and perfectly maple flavored Ye- today. Yes. <laughs> like tomorrow. Five gallons. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Using real maple syrup in beer is is tough to to work around. Uh, I think most of the people that do it on the commercial level probably use some kind of uh, extract or concentrate. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so how much do you guys make a year? I mean, like with. You know, like you say, like you did 250 gallons this year or whatever. What that, what did that end up coming to? Or uh, it, it depends on the year. I yeah. mean, last week we made a gallon. Today we made almost two gallons. Yeah. Um, we do it every week until they stop running. So, so then you're uh, left with like, like 50 of these each or something? <laughs> you wish. I mean, no. there's so many people. <laughs> Honestly, uh, my biggest problem is I give them out to everybody. Yeah. So actually, last year during maple season, I had to buy syrup. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> oh, I give them all out. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We we make an okay amount. Uh, yeah. But I somewhere in like the – I would say 10 gallons would be probably more than we make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's small time. 
Yeah. And you're splitting that between a bunch of know. people. This year it's like nine or ten guys. Yeah. So it's uh it's a little rough on that, but Yeah. So like once you seal it all up and stuff, then it can just store fine in like a closet or whatever. Yeah, I just keep them in my actually keep them in the liquor cabinet and then yeah. I just give them out to people. <laughs> nice. It's pretty cool. But man. Yeah. So what else? So let I I think we should this is a good opportunity to change gears from uh maple syrup. Maybe we can uh you know, you, you're sort of like a homesteader, kind of like oh do things more like traditional. I mean, what what are some other things you like to do? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think Seth was saying earlier. I mean, you you, you garden a lot. You're you're big into like. I've been into gardening a lot. Yeah, me yeah. too. Fuck yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> James is trying to grow the big the world's largest onion. Yeah, I'm gonna break that record. Ooh. Yeah. I just got some giant pumpkin seeds. Really? This year. You know, uh, they they do. Uh, in the town next to me in Kentucky or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, they uh, they have a giant pumpkin uh, competition. Yeah. It's a two-day event. Oh, nice. <laughs> it makes nice. it different than other giant pumpkin <laughs> competitions. Because what do you do on day two? Yeah, yeah. what well, do you do on day I, two? I will tell you what they do on day two. <laughs> so on day one, you it's a typical, you know, bring your pumpkins to the show. Who's got the biggest Who's one? Who's got the biggest yeah. pumpkin? You get some ribbons. Yeah. Everybody's having fun. Okay. Day two is where the real competition starts. There's a river that goes through the town. Yeah. Everybody has to hog out their, their pumpkin. What? And then you get in your pumpkin. <laughs> I think I saw get, something like that. you get a like paddle. That. Yeah. And Remember? you race. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. We saw that at the Big E. We yeah. saw those. We, like, saw, the, we, saw, we saw pictures photos. of this. Yeah. Yeah. A picture of a dude yeah. in like water. Yeah. Like a you pumpkin a- kayak. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, at first I thought it was just like we just throw them in the river and whoever wins like a duck race. You know? yeah. yeah. No. You get a paddle. <laughs> And you get and usually it's themed. It's a race. Yeah, it's a race. And yeah. you get a paddle, and you and you got a theme, so you got some sort of costume on or whatever. Okay. And uh, oh man, it's imagine growing a giant pumpkin inside a canoe, and then cutting the canoe apart at the end, so you have a perfectly canoe sized fucking pumpkin. Carve that shit out, and you have like a perfect racer, and you just like ah, just like, beat everybody by like a mile. It's breaking the waves, dude. Dude, that's a good idea. I've seen that. I've seen people grow like apples in like a cage, and it's yeah. like a heart shaped cage, and they grow like heart shaped apples for like Valentine's Day. Yeah, or whatever. Sure. Money. Put a pumpkin in like an old ass boat. And then have it grow like in around the boat, you know, and then you have a boat shaped pumpkin. All right, I want to see it happen, James. I'm gonna make. I can't do it this year because I got all, right. all my planning already planned out for the gardens. Yeah, I have a buddy with an old canoe. This is this yeah, could be an interesting <laughs> idea. My boat. I have an old rowboat full of dirt, and I grow garlic. It's like a garlic boat. Garlic boat. Yeah, I just grow all my garlic in that boat. <laughs> grow a pumpkin in it this year. Yeah. Next year, it's full of garlic right now. Oh, that could work. Yeah. God, that's nice. a good idea. Imagine some dude just coming to a fair with a, with a boat-shaped pumpkin. Out. You should arrive on the river. Yeah, like, hey, boys, you ready to race? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I mean, we could probably do a whole nother, uh, whole nother episode on, like, homesteading, the homesteading and the, and the gardening yeah. and the farming and that kind of stuff. I like that Teach shit. you how to mess up and not do things correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I got chickens and bees, big oh, nice. garden, yeah, hops. I want to make a little, uh, not this year, but eventually I want to make my whole pool, an in-ground pool, into like a fish pond Ooh. and have fish and ducks and shit in there. Nice. That's that's a future down the road type thing. 
Because you can grow all sorts of stuff, like freshwater fish, and you can eat them, and they can like grow all sorts of vegetables in the pool. Oh, we're talking aquaponics now? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Another episode about like, you know, I grow my own grapes, peaches. I want to do a couple apple trees down the road. And then we got sugar, big, big sugars, too. I tried doing maple syrup last year, the year before, but that was like no knowledge. I ended up breaking a bunch of taps in the tree. They, the plastic ones snap so friggin' easily. Yeah. And um, a lot of it just got stagnant quick. Because I was working. So I was coming home every day at like 5 or 6 o'clock at night. And I was like, shit. And then it was actually going, flowing pretty good. Like I was filling a five-gallon bucket like a day for the trees. Mm. So I was like, shit. And then by the end of the at week, the sun was on them. And like a lot of them were cloudy, like you mm. said. Some of them smelt bad. So I got super paranoid, like I was going to like kill myself making some bacteria strained maple syrup. <laughs> but I ended up like putting it in big pots and totally forgetting about them and then coming back and there's just ash floating out of the bucket because there's nothing left. <laughs> it's just black smoke oh everywhere. I ruined like four pots. Yeah. Yeah, that's so I ended fun. up getting like probably like four or five mason jars full, but mine's way darker than this. Yeah. Yeah, mine's like. The, the worst grade you could get grade d <laughs> yeah that's not necessarily bad though it doesn't I mean, taste bad i mean we ate some i don't know if you had any but i ate some with patty yeah um yeah. last weekend yeah he came over we had pancakes that's right that's right so yeah i mean whatever speaking of tapping we should probably cut this and uh, go tap some of my trees so i can uh, try a batch yeah i brought some setup for you awesome Machine. yeah well let's uh let's go do that gentlemen all right guys yeah. cool all right, all right, yeah, thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks right. for having me. That was awesome. I definitely learned a lot about how that process works. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, sweet. Cool. All right, you guys good? Good. Yeah, awesome. Welcome to the fact check part of the episode. Ooh. This is the outro. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> James, <Ooh-wee. laughs> James is very excited about uh, sap and syrup. Yeah, uh, I love sap. I love syrup. It's so yeah. delicious. I mean, the syrup's delicious. The sap is, I mean... Sweet water, baby. Sweet water, yeah. All right, so um, I'm going to start off here. I got a, a few, few notes for, uh, for everyone. Um, I was kind of looking up uh, some more details on <clears throat> the science behind how the sap flows in the trees and wanted to give you guys a little bit more of a breakdown. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but wanted to clarify. So um, the, t- the, the um, conditions that you need are um, freezing temperatures at night and then a transition to above freezing temperatures during the day. Right. So during the day, as that transition happens, you'll have a, pro- a positive pressure develop inside the tree, and that will uh, force sap upward from the roots toward the crown of the tree. And then when you have your hole tapped in the side of the tree, if that hole goes, connects to the inside sapwood of the tree, it'll push it out. Okay. All right. So then <clears throat> at nighttime, as you're having that opposite transition happen where you go from the above freezing temperatures during the day to the freezing temperatures at night, yeah. you're now creating a negative pressure 
or a suction inside the tree. So this will allow um, the tree roots to absorb water from the soil, which will basically replenish the sap that you took from it from your tap hole, okay. essentially. Um, <clears throat> and then that process will repeat itself if you have that um, great condition of the uh, freezing temperatures at night and the above freezing temperatures during the day. So um, basically, we, I know we talked about the uh, percentage of sugar that is in ma uh, maple sap, and that averages around to two and a half percent. And it is a result of the photosynthesis and carbohydrate production from the previous growing season. I think Anthony talked a little bit about that. With yeah, he did. He did. The, the leaves and the tree and everything. <clears throat> so um, one of the reasons that maple syrup gets its taste is from the uh, amino acids that are in it. And that's what gives it its unique maple syrup taste once you boil it down and finish it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what those amino acids are, but... Uh, delicious. They are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, a uh, few other quick notes. Uh, plastic totes. We were talking about those. Exciting. Yes, yes. Super exciting. I thought there was a name for them. I looked it up real quick. They're called IBCs for all you guys, mm -hmm. you know. And IBC is short for Intermediate Bulk Container. Huh. So that's, is that a root beer, too? Yes. Yes, it Incredibly is. Incredibly big yeah. container. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Anthony was talking a little bit about how in Canada, um, some producers use a chemical to clean out their tap lines and yes. yeah yeah and those um that those chemicals aren't legal in the united states so i did a little digging and i found that um that chemical that he was talking about is isopropyl alcohol okay so isopropyl alcohol is legal in the united states but it's not legal for the purposes of cleaning maple tap lines because it's considered a pesticide by the epa Really? Uh, yeah. So I, I, I guess pesticides must not be allowed in the process of maple syrup if that's the case in the okay. United States. Hmm. Uh, I would infer that anyways. Yeah. Um, and next up, I've got the, uh, the maple syrup grading system. So Anthony was talking about how they updated uh, the grading system recently, and everything's essentially um, grade A. So right. the way that they determine the, the, the grading system now is by use of spectrometer and seeing more or less how much light can pass through each um, each type of liquid. So um, first you have grade A golden, which is a delicate taste and is um, greater than 75% light transmittance. And then it goes down from there. You have grade A amber, which is a rich taste. That's between 50 and 75. Grade A dark is a robust taste. That's between 25 and 50. <laughs> And then you go to the last one, which is grade A, very dark. That has a strong taste, and that's less than 25% light transmittance. So, okay. the, so the taste and the color are combined. They're, they're matched up, yeah, right. based off of that. Based on the color, you'll get a different taste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that color is determined by using a spectrometer to measure the light transmittance. Right. Yeah, through those different liquids. Cool. And that, co that color comes on the longer you cook it? Was that, yeah. that so was... yeah it's it's kind of two things right it's the the longer you have to boil it and that's kind of correlated to the percentage of sugars that right. you have in the maple sap so right. on average you get the two two and a half percent thing but it can be lower than that and it can be a little bit higher than that okay 
So speaking of sugars, I know in the episode we we talked about, I think he touched upon like what are the three main sugars, and I think I yeah, I forget what we said, something like lactose, glucose, and fructose or something. But mm. um, so the main sugar molecule in maple syrup is sucrose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sucrose is a disaccharide. Um, so there's different um, types of sugars. You have monosaccharides, okay, which are single sugar molecules. You which have, are like typically called simple sugars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then as the as the carbohydrate chains build up, as the sugar molecules build up, um, you have like disaccharides, which is two molecules that are bonded together, uh, so on and so forth. Um, so your simple sugars, your monosaccharides, okay, um, those that you have glucose, fructose, and galactose. Those are your simple sugars, okay? Yes. Um, and then as those molecules build up, you have the like disaccharides, okay? Disaccharides is sucrose, which is that sugar that is found in the maple syrup, mm-hmm. okay? And sucrose is um, a fructose molecule and a glucose molecule that is bonded together, okay? Um, and then you have maltose, which is a disaccharide that has two glucose molecules bound together, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you have lactose. So lactose is a milk sugar, okay? And that is a um, a galactose molecule and a glucose molecule bonded together. Yeah. Okay. So lactose isn't one of those simple sugars. It's a more complex sugar. Correct. Yeah. All right. So sucrose is found in maple syrup. Yeah. Those are two glucose, uh, glucose and a fructose molecule bound together. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can most likely see, I mean, the most common example of, of sucrose is like white table sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. that's pretty much all I had. Sweet. Okay. So, um, I at one point during the podcast we were talking about use of maple syrup in home brewing. So I actually went oh, back yes, and looked yes. at my homebrew notes um, <clears throat> and found all the different recipes that I used maple syrup in. So there was three of them. All right, the first one was an oatmeal stout. It was pretty much an imperial oatmeal stout, um, but I made that with about thirty-two ounces of maple syrup. Okay, which is a pretty, Dude, yeah, a pretty significant amount. That's yeah, like two and three quarter pounds of um, of maple lot. syrup. That's a lot. So I went, oh, I went a little crazy with that, and I threw it in at the end of the boil. You use some some uh, Butterworth, Miss Butterworth. <laughs> no, no, I used some local stuff. Local but, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it cost. It was expensive, but it didn't give me any maple flavor because right. it all fermented out. Yeah. And I remember that fermentation specifically because I had a blow off tube on it, and it made quite a mess. <laughs> um, so I didn't really get much maple flavor by putting that much at the end of the boil. So my next one was the autumn maple clone that you mentioned. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I actually got that recipe offline for a guy who did a couple iterations and was working on making a brewery out of maple clone. But what I did is I followed that recipe, except I added the same exact amount of maple syrup that I added in that other batch. Okay. But this time I added it in the secondary. All right. Okay. So I didn't get as crazy a fermentation in in the primary some of most of the sugar from the maple syrup did ferment out in the secondary, but it did leave a little bit of residual sweetness, and I did get some maple flavor out of that one. I would imagine because I used such a ridiculous <sighs> amount, um, I probably overtaxed the yeast or something at that point. But um, the last uh, recipe that I used the least amount of maple syrup in, and that was just like a regular six percent stout that I made, and I used about a pound 
of uh, bourbon barrel maple syrup, hoping that I'd get okay. a li- I'd get a little bit of that bourbon flavor in there, which that did not work. <laughs> I, I did not get any 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 uh, bourbon flavor, and I used it in the secondary like I did in the previous one. So I did get a little bit of residual sweetness, but it didn't. The maple flavor didn't really come through that good. So that was kind of a waste of um, bourbon maple syrup. But did you you never did any batches where you put it in the keg? I haven't. I okay. haven't. Yeah, which I think that that might be my next, uh, you know. Next four, fall beer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we can revisit that. Cool. Um, the last bit was after the episode, Anthony did help me tap some trees, okay? So I tapped three trees. They were big enough for me to fit my arms around them probably twice. So they weren't, they weren't big trees. Um, but I got about two and a half, three gallons of sap. Okay. Okay. At about a 2% sugar rate. And, um, at the, after a week, which, so I mean, two and a half, three gallons, isn't that much after a week, but I boiled it all down and I got a, um, a pretty hefty amount of about eight ounces of maple nice, syrup. Nice. Okay. Yep. All right. So not bad. And, um, I, I mean, I don't know the grading, but I'd say it was probably in the amber range. It looked fairly light in color. Nice. Um, tasted a little bit of it. Tastes pretty good. Yeah. Didn't, don't right. think it had any off flavors or anything, you know? Yeah, you so, know. yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's really easy. Um, and if you guys have any other questions about uh, making the, the maple syrup, hit us up. Yeah, get some direct messages going. Yeah. DMs. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Show us uh, some some facebook love tell your friends baby that's all we need we need some 690 viewers or followers <laughs> that's our goal 690 and then we're shutting it off yeah and um that sound that you heard uh, as the transition into the uh, outro here um i'll have the full song of that up on our soundcloud so if yep. you guys enjoyed that go check it out and um leave us some feedback cool that's it awesome all right thanks see you later later Sausage candles.